0: Welcome to the People of Packaging Podcast, brought to you by SpecRight. SpecRite wants you to envision a world without waste. Join the movement at specrite.com backslash PKG. Hey, that's right. It's another episode of the People of Packaging Podcast. I'm your host with the Holy Ghost, the Packaging Pastor, Adam Peak. You can find me on TikTok at Packaging Pastor or on LinkedIn. Just search for my name. Adam Peak wanted to talk real quickly about a new sponsor for our podcast Spark packaging. Are you sick and tired of the same positions at your plant constantly being open or just not being filled? Maybe your facility just isn't retaining talent due to not having dedicated recruitment support. If you need contract to hire support or you are looking to hire directly for industry professionals, Spark Packaging can help. Spark Packaging is the industry partner who provides all your recruitment and staffing needs. And, and basically, listen, We all know we need a lot of that right now. If you're one of those people hearing this and thinking, hey, wait a second, that's me. Then you can go to sparkpackaginginc.com backslash hiring. Once again, that's sparkpackaginginc.com backslash hiring and answer some of their questions. Once received, a Spark team member will reach out ASAP. And hey, if you get there, just tell them that I sent you. That would be awesome. Thanks so much, and let's get to this next episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome here to another lively and fun episode of the People of Packaging podcast. Uh, Today, I am uh, joined by Mel Bishop. Uh, Mel is the Global Market Manager of Labels for Actiga North America. Mel, we're going to have to talk about your title here for a second, because I see global, I see North America, and, you know, it's just very... It's very like American of us to be like, <laughs> I am the global leader of yeah. all things in yeah. North America. Yeah, it's like we have the World Series. We don't have the World Series. We have the North American Baseball Championship. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm joined by Mel Bishop and then also Jim Harris. Jim is the Director of Sales for Flexible Packaging in North America. Jim, are you also the Global Director of Sales in North America?
1: I am not, just for North America. Okay. Yep. Okay, got it.
0: Well, gentlemen, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Thanks
1: for having us. I'm excited, Adam. This is my first podcast.
0: You know, it's it's there's not a lot of packaging podcasts, and certainly it's growing uh, as the podcast space grows, but for a lot of people, this is their first time to be interviewed on a podcast. And so Early on, it was really hard, as you can probably imagine, because I was the first time doing the interviews for a podcast. So a lot of our, uh, a lot of our conversations were probably like how we almost kicked it off. So you know, if you're not, if you're listening to this now, it sounded like kind of smooth at the start, but I was waiting for the recording to start, and I was like <laughs> prompting the computer to get going, and then all of a sudden Mel's like, I guess I start talking now. I don't, <laughs> I don't know how. This- Probably how our early podcasts were <laughs> oh man um well uh so mel why don't you start here uh you're the you're the global leader of the north american globe um but <laughs> yeah. i mean maybe talk a little bit about that dynamic right so it's actiga north america but you have responsibilities yeah. globally yeah well. let, I, I, yeah i'll
2: try to di- differentiate here so we just recently moved into a a new matrix structure right at the very beginning of the pandemic. And with, with this structure, we aligned in business lines, not only by regions of the globe, but but we align globally. So um, I have a huge responsibility here in North America, but Actiga is a global division and I have i have a a a group and team in europe uh, a small team in china and a small team in brazil where technical service and market management is aligned through us and then all sales is more or less aligned through our division presidents but the reason we're kind of focusing north america today is that the safe shield is more or less for north america only and it doesn't have global application yet because we're not really set up to get ink to customers in those regions yet but that'll kind of come a bit further down the road
0: okay got it and real quick mel before we get to jim most people don't wake up and say when i'm a, when i grow up i want to sell ink <laughs> uh, <laughs> so how how did you get into how did you get into the this role? I mean how how did you arrive at Actiga? What's a little bit of your origin story? Jim, I'm going to ask you the same question so if you want to be thinking about it and and preparing it. I'm just curious, right? Because people have different forays into the industry and I'm wondering what yours is. Yeah, so I'll try to be as as succinct as
2: possible here. <laughs> and and i kind of chuckled because even when i found myself in this industry i was like what what the hell am i doing and you you didn't really know coming out of university with a chemistry degree hey i want to go in and design and develop printing inks and for for packaging applications so i'm a degreed chemist and when getting into the field you know you you start putting your resume out and an opportunity popped up with a local ink company and here in the Carolinas, they got hired. Didn't know what I was doing, more or less. You know, studied up on the job, and and had a knack for developing products suitable for the labels in the packaging industry. And I've been in the market ever since. I think what keeps me here, and and I, it, whether it's it's a plus or a sickness, is the the, the amount of stress, the hustle that it takes. In the graphic arts or packaging industry, I've dabbled outside of it where I would do analytical chemistry, but I, I need I need this this urgency, the stress, you know, the the risk, the rewards of this this market, and I, I just keep finding myself back in it. Got it. And where are you located, Mel? Uh, so, just for uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. It's, it's it's a small town right south of Charlotte, North Carolina.
0: Okay, I couldn't tell from your accent. I thought maybe it was like Boston or Maine or something. Yeah, just I'm it, just it, kidding. It, bear. Me,
1: bear. That must be that must be me. <laughs> it,
0: it is, yeah. So Jim, uh, same kind of question, right? Um, yeah. You know, you're 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 the director of sales, but it's over. So we've got labels and we've got flexible packaging. We're going to get into why all of this is critical uh, and why ink is so critical for this. But why don't you just tell us uh, your story on how you got into the industry?
1: Well, Adam, being an ink guy, it's been a dr- lifelong dream of mine since I was a kid. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I, I, um, I actually graduated with a, d- a degree in manufacturing engineering and started my career uh, running a paperboard packaging company. Um, I then transitioned into a, a, a label operation where I was involved in uh, improving uh, standards and uh, manufacturing techniques, installing new equipment, automation, things of that nature and um and then i decided to pursue a career on the dark side of sales and uh, joined uh with with a, with an ink company and i've uh been doing that ever since i've held various positions uh in the company uh going getting ready to celebrate my 32nd year here uh in may so it's uh it's uh like mel said it's uh fast moving and uh it's it's challenging but uh it seems like once you get ink in your veins it's difficult to uh to kind of get away from it so
0: so I've heard. Now let's be clear, Jim. Thirty uh, second year of life or thirty second year of work experience? The people need uh, to know.
1: Well, it's it's uh, it's thirty thirty second year of just being here at uh, it, with Actiga actually. So it's um, oh, that's it's, amazing.
0: Right. Congrats. Yeah, yeah,
1: but um, that's huge. Yeah. So it was it was good the the experience that I had. Um, in the in the printing on the commercial side um uh, you know the converting side of the business was 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 vital to some of my successes um i was first hired into the company uh to develop a territory that had been previously um you know something that was unexplored by the company so it it was a it was a good opportunity at the time
0: do you find jim that it's really been helpful for you to bring that operational acumen into the sales conversation when you're having to talk with people that it, i would imagine it gives you just a, a giant sense of empathy for what that plant manager at that flexible packaging facility label facility folding cart, whatever it is right you being yep. able to say hey when i sat in your seat and i had to listen to inc salesperson come in here and talk to me this is really all i cared about am i right you know i mean i got to imagine you just have like an insane level of credibility, because you know, there's people like me who I was a pastor and now I'm selling, you know, p- selling <laughs> yeah, packaging. Yeah, it's yeah. like, come on, buddy. Uh, yeah, but yeah. you, like, you walk in, I'm like, I got no chance. This guy's gonna beat me all the time. <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely,
1: uh it, it it definitely helped a lot with the advancements of, of my career. And and here at Actiga, we tr- we, ha- we have we have a team of individuals that come from a pretty pretty broad background of, of printing generally. So um, most every salesperson in the company, I would say, pretty much Actually, every salesperson in the company has some level of um, uh, extensive experience in in converting. So it's a, yeah, if you, if you like you said, if you can understand where the the person is and the you know that you're talking with and what some of the challenges are and and some ideas about how they might be able to overcome those challenges, even if it's not even related to ink. Um, so we like to say that we we have a consultory sales force that uh, um, you know really enjoys what what we do. Got it. That makes sense. Okay,
0: so. At label expo this year, which was a, which was a great show. And it was actually, I've been in the label industry. So I started with, so that you guys have a little bit of background. Uh, I started with WS packaging in 2011, there it is. And I worked with them for a while, worked for Fortis for a while. Now I'm at Myers, And so I've been in the label folding carton, flexible film, shrink sleeve space. Not for 32 years, but for 11, actually almost to the day, it was December of 2011. um, And so I understand the critical importance of ink when it comes to our industry. Most people do in our industry, but not everyone who's listening to the podcast here has that sort of background or understandings. They just, you know, it's just a sticker, right? It's just a bag. It's just a shrink sleeve, whatever it might be. Uh, so at Label Expo, and that was my first Label Expo this year. So been in the industry for a while, never been to Label Expo. It was awesome to be at. Uh, Actiga announced a couple of things, but one of them was this Safe Shield. And so I'd like to talk about th- this, this ink, this innovation, and why does it matter? So many times you see these things. It's like we just came out with the the Uber uh, or the Airbnb for whatever industry and it's like yeah but who's it helping why does it matter why talk to me a little bit about safe shield and maybe Mel you can kick it off and and why should people be paying attention and caring about it yeah so
2: I'll I'll start in a little bit um you know the the safe shield the design criteria the fault behind it uh it's actually been several years in the making there there's already low migration ink systems in the market there's low migration coatings in the market uh, but as we, as you know, over the last few years, there, there's been these big sustainability plays, right? Everybody, we're we're talking environment, 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 and 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 for me, so I'm a father of five. I have five kids. I think about my kids that touch packages, packaging, what what when they're when they're infants, what goes in mouths, who's smelling what, what are we consuming products out of. Um, and, and and having started doing low migration development as a chemist in right at the initial part of my career, I found what we did typically in the market is we would develop products to the point that they were good enough. Mm. But if you're looking at these migration profiles, these chemistries that are left as a result of free radical polymerization, these decomposition products that fracture off of photo initiators or resins, you you kind of say well yeah but we could be we could actually be better. Got it. And 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 what we did is so we set out on a stri- stri- stringent design criteria of selecting the right raw materials, you know, leveraging looking at Nestle and Swiss ordinance, but also saying what what do we know now? What do wh- where do we anticipate regulatory and regulations to be in the future? And let's design a system that's not good enough today but that should be good enough for the next 3, 5, 10 years. And, and honestly speaking, what, what we've developed and what we've just launched on the market is a product line, it's a portfolio. So not just, so it is heavy on the ink side, but we have inks, coatings, adhesives, and opaque whites as part of this portfolio. And our migration profile is second to, to none in the industry. And yeah, I mean, that, and that, that's pretty much kind of like what was behind it. But it, it, with that sustainability, i'm I'm as focused about the people that are touching the package, consuming products out of the
0: package. And that's kind of what the motivation and the driving factors behind it were, okay. and And so you mentioned something that maybe people know about. Uh, I know very little about it, but i I know enough to to know that the importance of migration and in in the in the inks, came from i don't remember when it was this this big fallout with with nestle it was in switzerland correct i think you mentioned you made reference to it yes yeah so so for those of you who don't know and i'm going to say it in the most like elementary fifth grade way because that's about my uh i don't have a degree in chemistry uh is if when you when when somebody prints onto flexible films they print it. It gets, you know, it gets cured, and then, uh, and then if it if it's surface printed, and then it's coated, and then it wraps back onto itself as it's a flexible packaging. The ink can then migrate onto the inside of that film when that when the you, you said a big word photo something photo initiators or something yeah. like yeah. I don't yeah. know. You were saying all sorts of big words that I was like all bad right. things. <laughs> bad things get onto the inside of the film, and when those bad things are there, and then they start to interact with food. They start to interact. I think this one was baby formula it can cause massive problems severe illness it can cause death like this isn't just like a oh it smells bad like there were there were real consequences to that um and so when you're mentioning I just want people to know like when Mel is mentioning having five kids and why is it safe it's it is it's a big health and safety issue to make sure that if you are a flexible packaging manufacturer that you are taking all of the necessary precautions because your customer is going to be in the crosshairs if you don't in some very very real and impactful like putting their company to bankruptcy situations if you're not careful so do i have that is it do i did i oversell the 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 impact of what happens when inks migrate in flexible packaging no I, I don't think you,
2: you you did i think you 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 hit the nail on the head just to provide a, another slight bit of context to there so when you t- not only talking about that incidental contact where that revert that printed side is touching the potential inside one of the the areas that kind of gets lost in this mo- low migration printing is vapor phase migration so these small molecules that come off as decomp products when you react a product in such a short period of time when printing, these smaller molecules can also under heated conditions and pressure can leach into the air and then taint, whether it's a beverage, a suntan lotion, hand lotion, I mean, you know, cereals. And, and that that's one of those the other areas that kind of gets lost along with the incidental contact that I, I, that I think is really relevant to add is that vapor phase that we really have to be careful of in, in this market.
0: That makes sense. So, so Jim, when, when you're out there and you've got your team out and, and you're running around North America and you're talking to converters about about Safe Shield and other things that you have, um, what what is the I'll call it the the USP right? Your your unique or your USA your unique sustainable advantage. Uh, Mel talked about how th- these have been around for a while, low migration inks have been around for a while. Uh, what is it about Safe Shield that uh, a converter needs to be like, I need to call Jim right away? Like, I didn't realize that they could do that.
1: Yeah, I think, um, like we discussed earlier, what what are some of the things when coming from the other side of the business and converting, when, you, when you're talking to plant managers or business owners, generally, um, the regulatory requirements that are existing in the market right now keep them up at night. So we're trying to be a consultative sales force to uh, to try to alleviate some of that anxiety that they have because the regulatory um, topic generally is for it's changing daily, weekly, monthly, annually. It's a, it's just it's just a continuing evolving process where more and more products come on to the to the scene. Um, there's, there's a lot of applications that w- maybe wouldn't necessarily require um, the, the low migration properties of SafeShield. But um, when you when you show it to some of the brand owners and what the advantage of using this product would be without basically it has zero odor to it. So I think everyone that, that would be listening to this podcast is familiar with what uh, cured UV has a tendency to have an odor. In the mm-hmm. most part, when you're talking about uh, safe shield and low migration products, that becomes uh, uh, critical. So things like um, uh, folding cartons that uh, perfumes and cosmetics mm-hmm. would go yep. into. That they, they want to have the the brand owners want to have the customer have a have a first experience as a positive one. So they don't want to have like an odor that's not representative of what's inside the carton. Um, the same thing for um, um, anything that you know the, the products that absorb odors, things like coffee and chocolate and things of that nature, where you have the outer wraps um, um, that uh, those types of odors and then and then the I, I'm sure um, a lot of people when you go to a hotel now, there's a lot of flexible packaging that's used for the shampoos and the lotions and the things like that. they get moving away from the bottles in some respects, and those types of things. You know, people pick them up; they have them on their hands. They don't want to have that uh, that 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 odor. So, there's a lot of other um, things with the low migration products that are uh, advantageous and, and and attractive to the brand owners. So, we try to we try to um, educate our customers so that they can go out and talk to the brand owners about. Um, some of these topics and and it creates a lot of um, a lot of interest and 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 we can we can assist in getting into the details beyond uh you know just a, a high level view if you will okay so what you're saying
0: I, i've got a note here that if i have a brand and it's a shampoo conditioner perfume brand but the scent is cured uv led ink smell this is not this. I I should not use your product. If I want my if I want my hair to smell like that awful pungent odor, I just need to use it. I need to use a different product. Fair to say? Yeah, you need to use Safe Shield. No, no, I wouldn't use Safe Shield because I want it to smell awful. That's what I was. I was it was a joke. Right? <laughs> oh, 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 he was being. Oh, uh, he was sorry, being facetious. Oh, okay. For everybody else, for all the other companies out there who don't want their products to smell like cured UV <laughs> ink. That's right.
1: Then yeah, don't, hold then on a second here. I'm, the, I'm the only one that gets to be sarcastic. I don't get it when <laughs> someone else is trying to be sarcastic back at me. So, um, but yeah, exactly, exactly what you just said.
0: Okay, yep, okay, got it, got it. Well, that's good. And I, th- I think you're gonna have most of the market covered. I've never bought it, never walked in and. Like, I need to buy some perfume for my wife. And they're like, what about this floral? What about this? And I'm like, no, I'm thinking more like shop floor UV ink smell. Do you have that? <laughs> Never asked <him> for that.
2: <laughs> and and it's kind of funny to add there that we, we initially were going to have it called a like a food contact material ink system. And we more or less backed away from just focusing on food to low migration in general and that, that's actually where we're, we've seen a lot of the early adopters because the testing protocols aren't as stringent where the, these brand owners for cosmetics and indoor pharmaceuticals they're really interested in that customer experience around it those have been the quick adopters because there's not as stringent regulation for those as it is uh food class and those those were some of the ones we just didn't well we did anticipate it we just didn't anticipate the interest being as big as it was ones focusing on that that first customer experience like jim but that's why we we backed away and called it safe shield so that we could get into the health and beauty the pharma as well as the food and beverage
0: yeah yeah for sure It, it makes a ton of sense So, uh, gentlemen, we are here at 20 minutes, 21 minutes here. We've, we've been talking about inks and coatings and, and migration and odors. And who says that packaging can't be awesome and fun, right? Like what, what a, what a small part of a big industry. And I still have like so many more questions. I know. That Actiga is has been growing, and y- y'all have been innovating. See what I did there? That was for you, Mel. Y'all, yeah, uh, <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, but but you've been you've been innovating. You've been acquiring companies. I know. Uh, I had the um, it was the Eco I was at Paolo. Uh, yeah. I met him at at Packex or at, at Label Expo rather. Uh, that's an incredible innovation to have, essentially decoration that is is digital with actual fo- or, or digital or flexo right i can't remember if it's both uh if it sits on both but it's basically a foil without without waste i was like what is this and it's like actual foil it's not just like a metal or ink or something it was like foil flakes i'm like this is amazing i brought over our ceo i was like you guys got to check this stuff out uh you've got uh what was the other thing i, I forgot to write it down the uh Cy- sign Signite, Signite, yeah. yeah. Signite yeah. is awesome uh, you've got you've got inks and systems for for shrink film, shrink wrap, and or uh, shrink film. Got shrink sleeves. Why I am mm-hmm. struggling yep, yep. this morning, film, gentlemen? Yeah. film sleeves, cartons, all of I it. I think you're so, doing
1: great, Adam.
0: <laughs> thank you, thank you for the for the kind, positive feedback. I really need I need a lot of it in my day. Uh, but so I guess where would people just we'll kind of wrap it up here with. How do people get in touch with you? How do they learn more about Actiga and all the stuff you're doing? Someone's listening to this. They're like, I need I need to know more about that. We are struggling with it. Maybe it's a brand who's like, my flexible packaging company doesn't get it. And, or my label company doesn't get it. I keep complaining about this. They don't have an answer. How do they reach out to both of you? And how do they get more information about Actiga?
1: I think the best way is to go to our, our website, www.actiga.
0: The audio cut out at the most unfortunate time while he was saying the website, but it is www.actega.com. All right, back to the interview.
1: variety of different topics and items and products that we offer, Um, and there's, there's areas where you can send in an inquiry for additional information. Um, and then we can certainly um, have we would what we would do then is we would have our local technical uh, representative uh, contact you, or if you just prefer to communicate via email or w- whatever the preference might be, um, uh, that that's that's how uh, we we'd love to be able to uh, share any information and and try to solve anyone's questions.
0: All right, and Jim, it cut out there for a second, like right at the most critical part on my end at least. It was like you can go to www. Oh, okay. <laughs> so Sorry it was, it's Actiga, A-C-T-E-G-A dot com, correct?
1: That's it. You got it.
0: OK, awesome. And then would it be fair to say uh, for both you uh, and Mel that could people reach out to you on LinkedIn? Is that maybe a way that they could connect up and if they had questions for you directly? A- absolutely. From my side. 100 percent. Yep. Okay. Well I'll make sure that those if, if you're listening to this and you've got your you've got your browser up and you it's on the podcast. If you want to connect up with them, you'll find a link down in the show notes. You can just click on it, it'll take it'll take you right to their profile. It'll take you to the Actiga.com website. If you're listening to it on Substack, I really appreciate you for uh, for being a part of the community that I that I've got on Substack. Same thing, it'll be right there in this post. If you're listening to it native there, you can click as well. Well, Mel and Jim, thank you so much for coming on. I had a blast. I never knew I could have so much fun talking about low migration and odorless inks, but (laughs) neither did we. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Thank you, gentlemen. I appreciate it.
1: Hey, thanks very much, Adam. Take care. Thank you, Adam. All right. You as well.
0: Hey, congrats. You made it to the end of the podcast. If you're looking for more great podcast material in the packaging industry, please check out Sustainable Packaging with Corey Connors and the newly redesigned Package Unboxed with Avelio Matos. Go find them wherever you listened to this podcast. Thanks, everybody.